You're listening to Finding Fortitude, a podcast that aims to help former athletes take good care of their minds and bodies through sustainable, evidence-based health habits. I'm your host, Dr. Tori Williams, a physical therapist, coach, and fellow former athlete who is ready to be part of the change in healthcare and who is on a mission to learn and share about all things health and well-being so that you can be equipped with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. As a reminder, nothing shared on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Let's get started. All right. So welcome back to episode four of Finding Fortitude. Today, we are continuing the series where I'm chatting with each of the guest coaches who will be helping out with my upcoming online group coaching program coming out very soon called Former Athlete Fortitude. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes where we talked about the program uh, and I interview our strength and conditioning coach, Ashley Berry, I'd highly recommend that you go back and listen to those. Uh, You can also learn more about the program by going to the link in the show notes. But today I am joined by the wonderful Katie Spada, who is a registered dietitian out of Las Vegas, and she will be serving as our nutrition coach for the program. Katie is a rock star former athlete and coach, and I am so happy to have come across her on the internet, I think about a year ago. Um, But Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, Tori. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here and to chat today. Awesome. So why don't you go ahead and give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself and your time as an athlete and your decision to become a dietitian and coach? Sure. So my sport was synchronized swimming. It is now called artistic swimming for anyone who's looking for it in the Olympics. Um, And I competed for 11 years. So from the age of 11 up to 22, um, all the way through the the national team route and then ending my career in college. Um, And synchro was my entire life. I dedicated everything to it, every fiber of my being, all of my thoughts, my energy was put into being the best athlete I could be. Um, And coming from an aesthetic sport, that really drove a lot of body image battles and struggles with food, um, which is really what drove me to become a registered dietitian and pursue the route of nutrition. And it's taken me a direction I did not anticipate in the slightest. I thought I was going to crack the code to being skinny. And then I actually realized what it means to truly be healthy. And I decided to become a coach because I saw this need, this gap in the transition period where athletes were really struggling with how to transition their nutrition when they retired from sport. Um, And so having walked through that journey myself, having these credentials as a registered dietitian, I really wanted to try and fill the gap. Um, And that's kind of how I ended up here in this position. I love it. And you also have some experience with like pediatric nutrition, right? So when you went into school, were you like, I want to work with athletes or were you like, I want to work with kiddos? Like, Did you have any certain idea of what you wanted to do at that time? Yeah. So I actually thought I wanted to be a pediatric oncology dietitian. Um, I have a a history with my brother. He was a pediatric oncology survivor. Um, And so I saw that personal experience. And when I decided to pursue nutrition, um, I was like, oh, that's, that's a fantastic route to go. I have such a passion for it. And I still have a passion for pediatric nutrition. Um, but I also have this passion for former athletes. And so I've been really fortunate to work in both realms over the last several years. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And so can you talk a little bit more about your experience? Because I know that you do work with former athletes or have worked like one-on-one with former athletes with their nutrition. Can you give us a little bit about kind of what the biggest issues are that you see with former athletes, what challenges they come across um, and yeah, what you see the most? Yeah. So overarching themes that I've seen in the former athlete community um, really are challenges with body changes. So noticing that either muscle mass is decreasing or body size is changing. And that really oftentimes triggers the challenges with nutrition. It's not usually a nutrition challenge on its own. There's It's usually stemming from something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those body changes that are, are normal and natural, they can really be triggering for maladaptive nutrition behaviors. Um, and so I, I tend to generalize it into two camps. We have the athletes who are coming from like strength and power sports where they needed to be strong, big, you know, robust in their sport. And now they're retiring and maybe they're noticing that their muscle mass is reducing or they're still feeling really hungry all the time. So they're overeating. And then that tends to drive them into a, oh, I need to eat less, but then I binge. Now I need to restrict this very aggressive cycle. Mm. Then there tends to be the athletes who are coming from the sports that focused on thinness and leanness, and they often already have some form of disordered eating. Not often, I'm generalizing here, but oftentimes that's what they've already struggled with during their athletic career. Um, And so when they retire, it's usually exacerbated. Well, now I'm not working out as much, so I really need to prevent weight gain. So let me restrict even more. And that usually triggers the same restrict binge cycle that I see from power athletes. So most athletes are ending in the same spot. It's just why they're getting there and how they're getting there tends to depend on the sport culture that they came from. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people too, at least myself before getting to know you and some other dietitians on the internet, it was kind of like, when you think of nutrition, you think, okay, well, I'm going to meet with someone who's going to give me like a nutrition plan. Like they're going to tell me what to eat and how much to eat and what I should be eating and how many calories and all of that. Like go into a little bit about that and maybe why that's not always the most helpful or what people actually need. Absolutely. I think as athletes specifically, we love structure. We've had people tell us what to do for majority of our lives. We're like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But when it comes to nutrition and it comes to sustainability, that really does not benefit you. If anything, I would say that it actually harms your ability to know how to fuel your body properly in the long run. So what happens when we give you a meal plan is that it really um, hinders your own ability to make food choices for what your body needs. So now I'm telling you to eat, you know, chicken breast, rice, and broccoli, but now you're hungry three hours later, but your next meal is not until 7 p.m. and it's only 5 p.m. And so what do you do? it really creates this distrust with your body and your decision-making. So what I like to do instead, and what I would argue most dietitians prefer to do instead, is teach you the tools to understand plate optimization, how to build a plate that benefits your body, how to tune into your hunger and fullness cues. And, you know, there's so much nuance to that, especially as former athletes, but taking the time to achieve that skill really does pay off. So that way, no matter what food situation you're in, you feel confident making a food choice. 
that is going to set you up for lifelong sustainability and success in your nutrition more so than a meal plan. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which is, could you give us a little bit of a sneak peek into what you'll be talking about in our upcoming group coaching program? Yes. Yes. I'm so excited uh, about the group coaching program. And there will be so much information on hunger and fullness cues, because that really is where a lot of former athletes struggle. They don't trust themselves when they retire, knowing how to pick foods and build a plate. So we will have, um, meal building optimization in there. We will be talking about hunger fullness. Um, and we'll also be talking about body image as well, because that is usually a driver for these maladaptive behaviors. Um, as I mentioned, so I'm so excited to provide this information to the community. I can't wait for the group to get their hands on it. Um, so that's a little sneak peek of where we're going. Ah, me too. And honestly, like, I love this because, and we haven't really touched on this yet, but nutrition really, plays a role in your fitness and it also impacts and kind of has a bi-directional relationship with stress and stress management, as you mentioned, and also with pain, right? So all of these topics really go together. And I think that that's something that is not talked about because we're always in kind of our own silos, at least as professionals. And I think we portray that to the public as well as which they think like, okay, well I need to focus on nutrition because it's all about what I'm eating. Yep. And they're not making the connection between how that actually is also impacting how much energy they have to show up to exercise or how their stress and hormones are responding or how that might affect their pain. Right. So I think, you know, this is something that is a really unique program because we're giving you all of it all in one place and giving you the opportunity to kind of make those links and go, Oh, okay. I thought it was because of X and actually it's more because of something else that might be impacting that. Yes, absolutely. I think one of the really special things about this program is that it is that whole human approach. And like you said, so often as professionals, we get siloed into our our specific area of expertise without realizing that we're not humans that function, you know, just my body digesting food, just my muscles working for exercise, just my body treating the pain. It doesn't work that way. It's all interconnected. And so having the resources and the knowledge to understand that, I think really puts the human back in the driver's seat to feel more empowered around their health, their fitness, their nutrition, just everything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so excited about this program because as a physical therapist, something that would come up and still comes up is nutrition and, you know, some of these other areas that I don't necessarily have the background in to be able to really help people with. And when that's a limiting factor for someone being able to overcome a chronic inflammation cycle or pain, this is, this is the opportunity to be able to have all those professionals in one place and to be able to address those things. And I just, I love that. So I'm so grateful that you're a part of this program and that you're going to be offering that for people. So Um, with that, is there anything else before we kind of wrap up here that you really want people or former athletes to know, um, something that you think would be helpful for them to know about nutrition and life after sport? Uh, Yes, that's such a good question. I think nutrition and life after sport, sometimes we feel like, oh, I'll never be as fit as I was as an athlete, or I'll never be able to eat those things again because I'm not burning it off as much as I did. Your nutrition should be 
enjoyable as much as it is supportive. So we want our nutrition to support our body. We want our nutrition to support our health, but it also should be enjoyable. And I think there's this misconception that in order to be healthy, you kind of have to be miserable when you're making food choices. And that is not the case. If you are feeling miserable making food choices, we have gone astray somewhere. So knowing that nutrition can be and should be enjoyable as well and It's okay to be excited about your next meal or the snack that you packed or whatever it is. That's a very normal human thing. Um, And so I would love to just be able to dispel that myth. You can enjoy your nutrition. You can enjoy your foods while still being supportive and optimizing your health. Mm, I love that. Awesome. Okay. So Katie, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? They can find me on Instagram. I am at fueling.former.athletes. Um, and then my website is also another great resource. Lots of new blogs on there, um, spotastrongnutrition.com. So those would be the two best ways to connect with me. Awesome. And I will include both of those links in the show notes so that people can find you. Awesome. Um, so as a reminder, the program, uh, Former Athlete Fortitude, will be starting on April 17th. Applications are opening April 3rd and close April 14th. So if you have been listening to this and your interest is piqued, I would highly recommend that you um, get on our wait list so that you don't miss out on any of the details and can get first dibs on applying. Again, I will attach that link also in the show notes, or you can find me or Katie and DM us on Instagram. Katie, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I'm so excited for the program. And honestly, I would really love to have you back on the podcast so we can chat more. Absolutely. Thank you for having me as a coach here as a guest on the podcast. And I'm just so excited to be moving forward in this uh, group coaching program. So thanks, Tori. Awesome. Thanks so much. And everyone have a great rest of your day. 